And if we let Cadence decide, it's Subway or Chili's, which we yeah. dislike both of those. Yeah. So. I'll go. I'll go to Chili's any day before the subway. So, um, love to hear everybody else's feedback. At Chili's or Subway? Ew. <laughs> That's a weird choice. Society's family unit is in crisis as less and less people are making the commitment of a lifelong partnership together. It has been normalized, encouraged and easier than ever to just throw in the towel when the going gets tough. With time and a premium, start by spending 20 minutes per week gaining thought-provoking inspiration towards a journey of self-improvement, ultimately improving your marriage, your family, your health, and your home. Welcome to the third episode of The Family Order. Today we will be discussing the second pillar, that we have in our family order, which is family. So in this episode, we will discuss details about our family and why it's so important to us. We'll also cover how this pillar ties into our vision, our mission, and the other pillars for our foundation. So when we talk about family, family's more than just blood relation. It's about the people that you can really count on. The Heritage Foundation reports on why marriage and family is so important to society. We're raising future productive adults that will contribute to society and the greater good for the community. That's the goal. We're running ourselves obsolete to our kids. Yeah, and that's actually one of our family values, to be a productive member of society. The Family Access uh, website notes that a family structure has a hierarchy that promotes growth and learning. There's an exchange of support and resources as it creates a solid foundation. There are many more reasons that may seem obvious, but we don't think about them very often. Giving you that consistency, that foundation, the support to move on to bigger and better things, I tend to think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if that tickles your fancy. It's a great example. So um, one more, just for a little bit more resources out there for people that want to geek out on this, but the Institute for Family Studies notes that family structure has a dramatic effect on kids. There are different effects on boys and girls, but many advantages are things like they're less likely to commit a crime, they get better grades, and they have less mental and emotional issues. And it goes on and on from there. I don't think it takes a rocket science to know that either just even looking around socially at blended families quote-unquote broken families everyone probably has someone in their life that might not be on the right side of the law and (laughs) what their family structure was like sure and that's not to say that it can't work if you know, if mom and dad get divorced, then every all is lost. That's not the case. Oh, yeah. Um, we have people in our lives that, that their parents are divorced. And, I mean, yeah, they're normal, productive members of society. <clears throat> and sure. And they would be the first to tell you that the best thing that ever happened to them was their parents getting divorced. So we want to give you guys a brief family history, especially if you're not familiar with us. We won't go into a bunch of nitty-gritty detail. All of that stuff will kind of come out throughout our series and, and specialty episodes that we go through. 
from our marriage episode, you know that we were already married in 2007. We actually waited five years before we had our daughter, and that was pretty much on purpose. (laughs) We had always said that we wanted to be married five years, and so we were able to establish ourselves as a married couple first before starting our family, graduate college, you know, move to the city that we wanted to live in and and start what we thought would be our careers. (laughs) And then we lost track of time, I like to say, and waited eight more years until we had our son. And we were trying for a while for him as well, but basically we started trying once our daughter was old enough to start asking for a sibling. (laughs) (laughs) constantly. And we decided, okay, well, you know, our circumstances are never going to be perfect. So we might as well grow our family. It was definitely always the, the discussion that we would have two children. We never wanted to have an only child, no matter how difficult some days got. And we thought that we wouldn't want another one, but we always did want to have two children. And I don't know, maybe someday if the circumstances present themselves again, we might even have three. Um, I'm not promising anything though. So <laughs> as much as Ben would want a third, that in the 15 years we've been together, it had always, it is, the discussion has always been two children. But if, um, if we were to be blessed with a third one, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd complain too much as long as the circumstances were, were good. The basic thing that Ben and I have always discussed in the last 15 years is we wanted to make sure that the course for our family was different than that of which we grew up with. And that's not a a knock on our parents or anything. We think that each generation does try and provide a better life for their children than what they had. And so we want to do that for our children as well. We want to be able to provide for them differently than how our parents provided for us. And that could be financially, physically, emotionally, and just do better for them than than what we had. One of the ways that we did that was moving out of our small town that we grew up in and going to a place where there were, where we felt there was more opportunity for us to grow in our in our careers and also uh, be able to experience the world a little bit more than what we were able to do as children. Our family structure, so this is just the four of us. We're not going to go over the extended family. This is so, the logistics. So this is, yeah. So um, Allie's a structure person, so we'll give it some structure. So <laughs> the uh, example would be, you know, for us, we have, you know, a lead on different things because we have to divide and conquer. And KJ is old enough, whether it was accident or intentional either way she's old enough to be a good help around the house and she has certainly stepped into that role a lot more we each have our roles in the house for us what seems to work best and what we've sort of i think always gravitated towards especially in difficult times or stressful times if you will is that we have someone who's more of the lead parent someone who is the breadwinner You know, we have to decide how we're going to split things out and make final decisions more than just where are we going to eat tonight, because somebody does usually have to just take the lead on that one. (laughs) Uh, It'll go round and round forever, and you all know who you are. And if we let Cadence decide, it's Subway or Chili's, which we dislike both of those. 
those are just examples. That's how we divide and conquer. Since I've typically worked more hours, earned the money, Allie's had to take the role of leading with the kids. That's KJ's homeschool schedule. That's baby schedule. That's certain activities uh, around the house. It could be Girl Scouts. It could be a number of things. We do have to divide and conquer, but we really try hard, and we are not perfect, but we try hard not to keep score or try to keep track of who's doing what and how many times. If the dishes need done, you just do them. Mm -hmm. If trash needs taken out, yes, I typically do it, but that's not to say that Allie won't do it or can't do it. It's the same with many other things around the house. Uh, Allie will dive in and make the beds usually. And KJ started making hers, which is great. So we each have a role, and that's what we're teaching her is that we each have our things, sure, that we prefer to do or that we tend to do more often. But we both can cook. We both do dishes, laundry, and a number of other things for the kids. She has a role, too, and Braden will as well. When they get older... You know, they have to realize that you have to contribute as well. You're part of this family in this house. So that's just how we do it. That's been our structure that works for us. I know everybody's probably got a slightly different version. And I think that we're good at reading each other too as well. Like, you know, let's say that we do sleep in or something and it's a little bit of a stressful morning. You might not pop downstairs. You might stay upstairs and help me so that we stay on track making the beds or, or keeping Cadence on track for what she needs to do. So that's the main thing that we're trying to teach Cadence is if you see something that needs to be done, do it. Don't wait for someone else to do it. Don't be mm-hmm. the, don't be the person that keeps adding to the trash can mm-hmm. until it finally topples over and then it's time to take it out. Like <laughs> that, I don't think that's ever happened in our house. You know, I mean the other day, for example, you know, Brayden's diaper pail was getting a little full and to the point where I was I was literally stuffing them in there. And I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. I need to take this out, you know. But with babies, you you know, you get caught up in different things. And so I took it out. Not a big deal. I didn't I didn't yeah. tell Ben that I hey hey I, I took I took the diaper pail out. Look at or, me. Or you didn't text me from upstairs to have me come upstairs <laughs> and go into his room and get it and take it out and then so I could get back down here to work. Yeah. Because I, I know there are people that probably do that and that's I I know it's it's a little silly of an example but it's not hyperbole. There are people that do that and I guess if that's okay with you that. No. I'm not going to Everybody judge Everybody's but... in charge of adding to the grocery list. Yeah, if we you, If you use to. the last of something, you better add it to the list. It's not, you don't <clears throat> tell me to add it to the list. You just do it. <clears throat> and that's an important way that we keep our family moving forward and a way that we are so productive throughout each day. In addition to now adding, our, you know, our daughter being home with us all day, she's able to add a few more chores into her day that help with the family dynamic versus just her being gone, us being gone all day. And, you know, for 30 minutes at night, it's a huge rush of chores type of a thing. Sure. And I also, I think it ties into our family dynamics really well because we do tend to lean towards that sort of traditional male and female, you know, mother and father roles. I, I'm mm-hmm. probably more of the fun one. I'm rough and tumble. I'm doing some of the, you know, those fun activities while mom has a little more of the OCD 
um, about certain things, but that is important too because it keeps things in order, it keeps things on schedule, and it really helps set the rules. So that is a big help to I don't the house think there's too. A, I don't think that there's a negative connotation to, to either, you know, oh, dad, he's, you know, he just rough houses and he's the fun one and he's the fun parent. Yeah, but then he stuff. runs away when somebody's crying. Yeah, or, something, or, you know? or mom is so strict. She has OCD. It's always this, 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 this. I think that we balance each other out very well. It doesn't mean that one can't do the other. I just prefer not to rough house. But <laughs> <laughs> well, Brayden's going to be bigger than you soon, so <laughs> that boy's growing. And so a lot of the, the the keeping things in order, setting the rules comes from my my anxiety as well. But when it comes to the big, big rules, those are decided as a family. And the big rules uh, tie into our family values and what it means to be a bill you. <clears throat> And one thing I would also call out as we're talking about juggling all these responsibilities and uh, who does what, one thing we've had to be really careful of because we fell into this trap early on and we've had to, I guess you'd say, revise this or try and just change our thinking on it is that we're not going to play good cop, bad cop. There's not going to be somebody who's the enforcer or the bad parent, the mean one. Um, so we've had to be really good about trying to make sure we do that because kids will try and play you against each other sometimes. And if you're not careful, that'll cause some issues. So that also speaks to our communication. Mm -hmm. It needs to be top notch because it can really, really quickly get out of hand and you don't even know what just happened, but now everybody's mad. And when it comes to discipline, we have to be on the same team as well and have the same standards for our children. If we say, Cadence, you're grounded from electronics, it means you're grounded from electronics and it's not, you know, later on in the day, you know, you decide, oh yeah, you know, your mom's at the grocery store, I'll let you have it type of a thing that doesn't mm-hmm. that doesn't do any good so we are definitely on the same page uh, yeah. when it comes to enforcing the discipline and we each get mad we each have our moments that, that we maybe get go a little too far you know but we have to be a united front for the kids too. we pull each other aside later and say hey maybe that was a little that was a little strong you know let's let's back it off but we always explain ourselves there's a lesson to be learned it's not I'm going to be mean just because I'm mad and that's why you should do X, Y, Z. And I think that just for a side note, I think that we've developed that a lot over the years. I will be the first to admit that, that I went through an angry mom phase and my wake up call was slamming my hand on the granite counter and nearly breaking it because I was so upset. We do not spank. We do not swat and and that's purely because there we don't feel that there's any benefit to it. We feel that you can get your point across with words without yelling as I have learned in in the years and you can get your point across without being physical with your children. And that's a respect thing. If you respect your children, they will respect you. We were spanked as kids. I don't think it damaged us permanently or anything, but we we wanted to not spank we felt there was a a different way to handle it and so I'm not going to say we never swatted Cadence because we did early on but I think afterward we reflected on it and just thought I don't think it didn't do do that 
What did um, it do? Did it do any yeah, good? No. no, it didn't do any good. No, it, it made her physically afraid of us is what it did. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a quick way to get your point across to get them to do what you want them to do in that moment, but they don't necessarily learn the lesson later on. Moving on to our future of our family, where do we see ourselves going? We view family as our purpose and our priority. We really wanted to get more intentional about where we were going in the future. We really wanted a more um, declared direction for our family, and that's why we came up with our family values and our mission. We have a structured schedule for Cadence every week. Um, We have a pretty strict schedule for Braden as well, as I've mentioned, and so we have to put ourselves on a pretty tight schedule as well, but it, it ensures that we're going the right direction every day, every week. We're trying to be more planned out. We know where we're going and how we're going to get there. So as you said, we wanted to know what it was to be a Bilyeu and wanted our kids to know that because we didn't know. We were just sailing right along and didn't know, really know where we were going. By adding our family values, we we are constantly referring to them. Is that how Bill used act? What value yeah. did you break? It gives it gives us and it gives our children a structure for how they should be trying to live their life. You know, and as a family, we're going to encourage one another to become the best version of ourselves and serving each other, our friends, our community. We want to be intentional and we want to be living a life of meaning and joy. And that is our family vision. And it leans into what type of legacy are we leaving behind for our children as well. Yeah, because you may not know what your family stood for, what were your principles. I would pose the question that how many of you have been a part of a family or had family members that you didn't really know all that well, Um, they didn't really seem to stand for anything. Eventually, you may have some memories of them, but you really don't even know how to describe it. And I worry that we were on that path with our family, that someday if we were to pass, what would our kids say about us? I mean, would they even know how to describe it? Or was it just, oh, they kept us alive until we moved out of the house and they kept us kept us alive we did a hamster wheel every day they worked at the same jobs forever and Mm -hmm. never really got anywhere and that type of stuff we were always tight on money yeah oh yeah yeah i mean i did i did that sport for one year and i did this sport for one year and and yeah i went to a couple of those meetings and stuff versus yes my parents were involved in my life but they didn't they didn't overdo it. I wasn't involved in in every sport and every activity. The ones that I was involved in and the ones that my parents helped me with were meaningful and contributed to my community and gave me the structure and the teachings and the learnings that that you can't get in school. Obviously, our biggest focus is that we want ourselves and and our children to be on a path of growth and improvement and enhancing the tribe around us, which expands to the common good of our community. And we've not always been highly involved in that, and it's something we're looking to grow into more ourselves as we try to expand beyond just our neighbors or our immediate friends. I think it goes uh, further than that. For this week, we have another SWOT analysis. 
for our call to order. We did the SWOT analysis for our marriage, and we're going to do another one for our family. Now, in order to get the blank SWOT analysis in order for you to fill out for your family, you need to join our Facebook community, which is the Family Order Community on Facebook. And you can find that on our The Family Order page, um, or if you're friends with us, we post that on our, on our profiles as well for the public. But you need to be a member of our Facebook group in order to get that SWOT analysis, both the blank copy and then also be able to view Ben and I's copies as well. This week... We want you guys to think about your family. It doesn't have to be the same as ours. Do you know your strengths and weaknesses? Do you have opportunities for growth and to get on a path for improvement? Are there threats that need to be addressed? Are there things threatening your family that you can do something about now or do something about proactively before it becomes an issue that's emergency? And it could be something as simple as, it doesn't have to be this well in depth, yes, I mean, we would like for you to think a little bit deeper about it, but it could be simple, something as simple as your children wake up at different times every day and go to bed at different times every night. That is a huge red flag for children in particular. Our family wakes up at 7 a.m. every day and our kids are in bed at 8 o'clock every night. And they need that. They need that type of structure. And that could be a huge thing, you know, that you could add to the SWOT analysis. We want you to make sure that you are separating this from your marriage. Now, yes, there might be some overlap, but you want to think about your family as a whole. And there might be some overlap into the health. Is the health of your family being threatened right now? Do you need to add in a daily walk to your family? Do you need to maybe change some diet? It could overlap into your home. Is your home in complete disorganization and disarray? Are are you a pack rat? Do you need to organize? All of these things, all of these pillars affect your family as a whole. So you want to be able to know your family structure and your dynamics. And you want to know what you stand for and where your family is headed in the future. If you're ready for your marriage and family dynamic to thrive and not just survive, all it takes is 20 minutes or less joining us each week. It begins with a journey of self-improvement while you sit in the carpool lane, commute to work, squeeze in a workout, or get halfway through folding that laundry pile. Be sure to check out the blog at thefamilyorder.com and follow us on Facebook at The Family Order. If you're ready to start your journey, be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss new episodes every Monday.